to the big topic in Women's MMA, Frank Posen here along with Schwann Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. All the fights that we talk about on this podcast are posted on the blog. Okay, before we get into our usual stuff, Schwann, uh, this weekend is WWE uh, Hell in a Cell. And in this, um, on this show, uh, Bianca Belair will defend her. Uh, women's uh, Raw Women's Championship against uh, Asuka and Becky Lynch. It's going to be a three-way. So they've been kind of lead, leading up to this. And uh, I expect Bianca to retain, but the way Becky has been behaving lately, uh, as a heel, right, uh, I expect her to take the fall and then she has a nervous breakdown. Okay? At least that's what I would expect. What do you think, Schwan? Um... I'm kind of interested to see how it goes. Uh, they've been kind of on a a pretty solid streak with the women's matches, so I'm I'm uh, interested to see if they kind of continue or if, if historically it's kind of been highs and lows, and they've never really had consistent women performers like where they've had the platform and they've they had the performances to back it up. So I'm really interested to see if that that's the new case in the more recent style. Well, I think it should be okay because it looks to be holding back a little bit. Because they want to really, you know, if they give them enough time, they'll have a really good match. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, for Saturday's UFC show, I want to start with that this show here is during the day. Okay. So uh, the show itself, the early prelims, will start at 1 p.m. So fans got to remember that. In Canada, the show will not air on TSN, but in fact, the entire show will be on USC Fight Pass. So that's a note to fans. USC Fight Pass, you can watch the entire show. Okay, let's talk about the fights. So uh, the first one on the main card it is at uh, Flyweight. Poliana Botello versus Karini Silva. Okay, so Poliana uh, is a Brazilian. She trained. Nova Uniao, uh, Andre Pedernaris is her coach. She also trains a lot with uh, Ketlin Vieira as well. And um, her UFC record is three and three, so she she hasn't been that that great. Okay, she hasn't been that great. This I suspect is designed to be a, a showcase for Karini Silva. Karini is twenty eight years old from Curitiba, Brazil. Uh, her coach is Jill Rabello. Um, she appeared on the Contender Series last fall and beat the living crap out of a Chinese girl who probably had no business being there. So uh, it's been a competition over Karini, but I think they're expecting her to win Karini handily. Her uh, record is 14 and 4. So um, what do you think, Schwan? Yeah. Um... It's weird because she's coming in having having more fights, more experience than uh Poliana and uh Poliana, excuse me, Botello. She's she's got more experience in her, which is usually weird because when you have a person coming off the contender series, usually they're at an advantage experience disadvantage, which is also um I think a bad sign for Poliana. In her fights, she's not a bad fighter to me. She she's pretty heady. She's pretty tough. She, she's not easy to finish. 
But the thing about it is when she faces fighters with a certain level of athleticism or size, she seems to struggle with them. Against the girl she's beaten, Kondo. Kondo was like pretty much shot and done by the time she beat her. Um, let's see who else. Which well, beat. okay. Let's put it this way. The three fighters that she beat are no longer in the UFC. Yeah, and not only they not only the UFC, even when they were in there, there's people who have been to the UFC who lost, but they're athletic. They're really physically strong. They can control positions. Pearl Gonzalez isn't a isn't a big puncher. She's not a super strong athlete. She's not a super dynamic athlete. Lauren Mueller, same thing. Kondo at one point was a pretty strong, pretty good athlete, but that was years and years ago. She's way past her prime now. In the fight, she's lost. Not, in not, not hold it. Not as a pro wrestler. She's the best female pro wrestler in Japan right now. Oh well, as a pro wrestler, but as a fighter, she she's not she's not she, that anymore. Yeah, I know. She was a kickboxer. So, who Pancrase tried to turn into a fighter, but she wasn't well, that good. Yeah, um, but in the case of the people she's lost to, Carol, Luana Carolina, better athlete, bigger. Jillian Robertson, who is flawed as she is technically, is still a, a very good athlete, very strong athlete. And Cynthia Calvillo, who's not the greatest athlete, but she, she's pretty big. She's actually a pretty big fighter, and she's physically strong. So she got physically outclassed. By these people in fighting Karen, Kareen Silva. Silva's not great defensively. Offensively, she fights in spots. She's a lot like Amanda Nunes. She has big moments of offense. But the thing about her is A, she's very physically durable. She can take punishment because there were moments in that contender series fight where she was on the bottom, getting hit up against the cage, taking big shots. And at no point did she mentally check out. B, she hits pretty hard. She's pretty quick, and she she's a good she's a finisher. She's the type of finder who gets finishes. And Poliana, for as gritty as she is and self aware and balanced, the fact is she's not a dynamic athlete. She's not a great grappler. She's not a great striker. And when people impose their will on her, she tends to lose. And now she's get facing a fighter who's mentally tough, bigger than her, stronger than her, better athlete, and a finisher. Um, this this is pretty much for them to see what they have in Kareem. They want to see. <laughs> They want to see what she looks like when she faces someone who can stand up under abuse and someone who can take a couple things away from her. They, they want to see if she's ready to be put on the fast track or if she's going to need to be slowly built. This is the purpose of this fight. Well, Pollyanna, I guess she's going to this fight. Well, I mean, she, she had, doesn't have a great record, but the use of Pollyanna is she's like a journeywoman. She's tough enough. You might dominate her. You, you might get. You might win all the rounds, but you finish a person like her. That's impressive because she doesn't really get finished a whole lot. If you can really put something on her, really hurt her, that says something about you as a fighter. Because these other fighters beat her, but it wasn't like they were just shellacking her or finishing her left and right. They just were in control of the fight. So if you can take that one step above, that 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 shows you something about that fight and how they're being developed. So they're trying to find out about Kareem. What what does she have? How good is she? How good is her IQ? And if it's really good, then two or three fights from now, maybe two fights, she'll be fighting big names, possible contenders. If it's not, then we take a slower route with her so we can build her fan base and let her grow into her own so that she can compete long-term at the highest of levels. Okay, and plus we get another look at our favorite coach, Andre Pedroneros. He, he's, I, I, you can tell how good a coach he is because much like he – he has a fighter who's not a great athlete and not really great in any area as far as I'm concerned. And even though she's losing these fights, the fact that she's not getting finished left and right by much better athletes 
is something there is something to say about how she's been developed she's developed well enough that she's not taking ridiculous punishment and she's able to keep herself out of positions where she can be really beaten up or really really submitted that that's some that says something it doesn't make her good but it means she's been developed and trained in a very good manner okay i got uh, karini in this what about you uh yeah she looks and she looks so she just looks so athletic like just looking at her she just exudes a sort of physical presence. I, I don't see how she loses this fight unless she's a total fraud. Okay. In this next fight, which is at Strawweight, it's this was added a week ago. Felice Herrig versus Karolina Kolakevich. And I would describe this as a loser leaf town match. Did they already fight? Sorry? Didn't they, they did. already fight? They did. And uh, that's the last time Carolina won a fight. Okay. Yeah. She's on like a five fight losing streak. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's from Poland, as we all know, former title contender. Okay. But those days are long past. Now, Felice, she's also a veteran. They're both 37. Felice is from uh, Chicago. She trains with uh, former Bellator fighter Rick Curran. Um, she's on a, like a two fight losing streak or something like that, but she's actually been out since 2020 with uh, a knee injury, so she had knee surgery. Yeah, they, Schwan, they kind of, Schwan, I don't know who's going to win this, but whoever the loser is should maybe get released or something. How the hell does someone get five losses in a row? Well, Carolina, Carolina, the problem is, I've said this before. Her problem is her her coaches, her team didn't correctly gauge her athleticism and her fight style. They had her fighting like she's a physically dominant fighter who can bully people and walk through people like a Jessica Andrade. But she doesn't have Jessica Andrade's punching power. She doesn't have her chin. She doesn't have her explosiveness. She doesn't have any of that. She's pretty much an average athlete with a good chin who's mentally tough and physically strong. And they leaned on those traits. And since she doesn't have them at a world-class level, she's been in all these wars. It's slowly just worn her down. And it was in the early stages, you can lean on traits like that. That buys you time. That gets you wins. But you have to know, my fighter is not this kind of athlete. I need to start layering their skills. I need to start developing them further. I need to start working on their defense, working on their setups, working on their exits, because they can't sustain this fight style with the physical tools they have. They, they never developed any other skills. She Even though she's a veteran, she doesn't fight like one. Defensively, she's terrible. Her offensive setups are no better than they were when she first came in the, in the UFC. She's still easy to hit. She doesn't pressure opponents. She chases them. She can't really mix body-head combinations. She doesn't throw punch-kick combinations. They've done her a disservice. And as a result, she's had to lean on her toughness and her conditioning, and that's why she's where she's at because she hasn't gotten better. Um, Herrick's actually the better fighter. Herrick's the more balanced. She's a better grappler. The striking is actually probably in Herrick's favor because Herrick's got a little bit more nuance to what she does. And Herrick knows that she's not an overwhelming athlete and sh- she's been trained to fight in a manner that plays to her strengths. Um, Carolina Kalkiewicz has not. This is a fight that it looks like they're trying to build. They're trying to get rid of one of them and it looks like they're trying to build Herrick up because Herrick still has some... She has a fan base. She's... She's only, lost, she's only lost to really top level fighters for the most part. Um, and she, she, she also has sex. 
Yeah, there you go. I don't want to put it like that, but there you go. She has that appeal going for it too. So you can do more with Felice Herrick. If Felice Herrick goes on a run, then you can do with Carolina Kovacavich at this point. Um, I'd have to go with Herrick because I don't know what Kovacavich has left. And last time she fought, she was had a, a cracked orbital, if I'm not incorrect. She was really hurt. She also and had knee surgery. She also had knee surgery. I, 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 don't, I don't know that whoever she's working with has – is getting her better. If she's coming out with the same thing she always does, Herrick should be able to win this fight because the difference in their first fight was Carolina's physical pressure and her physicality. She's not able to pressure like she used to, and she doesn't have the physicality she used to. So in theory, Herrick should be able to pull away from her and and win this fight. It should be close, but Herrick should be able to pull this away late and really pile it on. If for some reason Herrick can't and she loses to Kovacavich, then she really needs to think about retirement because Kovacavich has looked terrible for the past two years. And if she loses outstanding against Herrick, then we have a huge problem unless she's made massive changes to her training camp and her training style. Well, as, as we've said before, you never know what somebody's going to be like knee surgery. So we'll just have to see what she looks like. Uh, if she's not fine, I expect her to be because Carolina hasn't been good for seven years. Yeah, even, even if she's at 100%, she hasn't been great. Knowing that she's coming in less than 100% isn't a good sign, especially for someone who's so technically limited. I mean, she's more technically limited than Holly Holm, and she's not half the athlete Holly Holm is. That's that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. I'm not crazy about this one. All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, it is at Flyway. It's Aaron Blanchfield versus J.J. Aldrich. Uh, Aaron is this uh, hot prospect. She's very good. She's 23 years old from New York. Trains at Renzo Gracie. She's 2-0 and in the UFC. She uh, beat Miranda Maverick in her last fight. Um, J.J. actually challenged her, so that's why she's got this fight here. She's not the bottom line. And uh, you know, who trains JJ, it's uh, uh, your friend and mine in Denver. Okay, so uh, I see Aaron winning this. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? Well, Aaron, once again, they, they know Blanchfield. Blanchfield, she's going to have have the size, the physicality, the athleticism advantage over um, Aldridge. She should be a far better grappler than Aldridge. The, the thing that makes Aldridge dangerous, and if I, if, if I recall correctly, Aldridge is on a two-fight win streak is Aldridge is a pro's pro. She's always in shape. Her strategy is always well-prepared and and well-researched, so she knows how to attack her opponent. The opponent's initial counters and leads get taken away because of her team and how much attention to detail they have. She's always in shape. She works at a high pace, and for the skills she does have, she is very... Self, she's very self-aware of what she can do, and she maximizes what she can do to the fullest. She doesn't make a lot of mistakes because she she knows she doesn't have athleticism or power to turn a fight away. She's got to attack her opponents, stay on her opponents, and make it a matter of fight IQ and pace. And that's what she does in every fight. Against the better athletes, eventually they land something big and put her lights out, or they put her in a bad spot and they finish her. Um, in her last two fights, she's fought less than stellar athletes, and when you're a less than stellar athlete, you can't really stay with Aldrich unless you fight pitch perfect, which most girls and women's mixed martial arts can't do. Um, Blanchfield's going to have all the physical advantages. And this is going to tell us if Blanchfield 
really understands how to fight or Blanchfield is just getting by on athleticism. Whether she wins or not, even if she wins, how she approaches J.J. Aldrich is going to tell us, is she a fight, an athletic a athlete who's fighting or is she a fighter with athletic talent? For her to be long-term success, she has to be a fighter with athletic talent because being an athlete alone is not going to get it in this division. Um, I expect I expect Aldrich to make it very competitive, but I would think that Blanchfield might get a finish late in second, early in third, um, just because, she, like I said, she's going to be the better athlete. She has more margin for error, and she's a far better grappler. It's just a matter of is she in top shape and is she ready, ready to fight someone who's not just going to concede positions and someone who's just not going to concede control of the fight. Aldridge is going to make you work for everything you have. And some, some of those athletes aren't prepared to actually fight. They're prepared to beat someone up, but they are not prepared to actually fight someone. Yeah. I'm picking Aaron. Let's put it that way. Yeah. If she, if she, she should be able to get a bullier in clinches. She should win exchanges because she should be the heavier puncher and she should be able to take her down at some point and control her. Um, she only she lost to Cortez, but Cortez is is much much more much better athlete and fights with much more physicality to Aldridge. And uh, the, some of the people Aldridge has faced and lost to are basically athletically comparable to Aaron, but technically they're a lot lesser fighters than Aaron. So I'd, I'd have to favor Aaron because she's got the technique, the size, and the athleticism behind her. Okay, again, I want to remind everyone that this show starts on Saturday at 1 p.m. And in Canada, you have to watch it on UFC Fight Pass, okay? It's not on TSN. All right. Now, a couple of other things I just wanted to mention. First of all, uh, PFL has announced uh, Kayla Harrison next fight. Guess who she's going to fight, Schwann? Who? Julia Budd? Yeah, of course. That's why I said Why? Mm. That's going to be on July 1st. Yeah, I'm not sure I like that. Well, I'm not I particularly mean, surprised by it. I mean, I had to fight with something. I mean, that should be the final. Julia Budd should be able to get through that that group. That should that. I, I like that. I'd like that as a final, but I guess they, they don't want to risk losing that as a final. And if Julia Budd can win again, then she might face her in the final again. So I guess there's that. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't. I don't think Julia Budd. I, I think. I think it's a good fight for her, though. Yeah. I'll tell, you I, I, I'll tell you who's been looking good tournament is Larissa Petit. Yeah, she she's looked she's looked much better. She seems like I mean, she's been so she's faced Kayla a couple times, so she knows what she has in front of her. And um I think she looks she's to me she looks like she's a little bit more fluid and looks like she's in better shape. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh when I've seen her before, she that way. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters, and I t- I've talked to fighters I work with about this. You, it, skill matters, but ultimately, if you know that you don't have the energy to keep fighting, then no matter what skill you have, you know there's certain moves and certain things you can't do because you're going to get tired. There's certain positions you won't give up. There's certain holds you won't let go of because you know that if you spend so much energy, you'll have nothing left. Being in tip-top shape and knowing you can go a hard three or a hard five, regardless of where it goes or how it goes gives you a tremendous boost as far as how you fight, what points of emphasis you have, and the freedom of strategies you have, you know you're not going to get tired. So her being in better shape really might make her at minimum 10 to 15% better, possibly 25% better. And yeah, I that's what I was thinking too. 
I still think Harrison's raw enough that if you can put some pressure on her and get her backing up, I don't know what happens. I really don't know what happens well, if you put pressure on her. I think there are some who are expecting Julia Budd to do that. I do not expect it because I, she's not that kind of fighter. She never has been. I, I get what you're saying, but the thing about Julia Budd is, unlike everybody else Kayla Harrison's fought, Julia Budd has an idea how to grapple. Julia Budd has some physical strength, and Julia Budd kind of has all the prerequisite skills. She can grapple a little bit. She can strike. She can wrestle. In theory, on paper, Harrison shouldn't just be able to have her way because Bud has multiple levels to what her skill is. Everybody else has been a kickboxer or a grappler who couldn't strike. Julia Bud should be able to provide some resistance. If I'm Julia Bud, I'm coming in, kick her in the legs, go to the body, touch her, and see how she responds. This unloaded leg kick, see how she responds. When she tries to clinch you, step to the side, body kick, leg kick, body kick. See how she responds. We've never seen Harrison really touch. We don't know that she can respond to getting hit. We don't know how she likes it. Everybody thought Ronda was impenetrable until she got punched in her face, and then Ronda fell apart. We don't know that the same thing would happen to Harrison. Harrison's never really been forced to take punishment in a fight because nobody takes any chances. I think Bud is going to take chances with her. I don't have faith in her. Okay, I've seen her enough. That she, I don't think she does that very much, honestly. No, it was situations like this. You you have to take those chances. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a start. All right. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is reported yesterday, uh, not about this for a couple of months, that um, Bellator fighter Valerie Moreto is signing with the WWE. Okay. Oh. So I don't this for a couple of months. I've been aware of her interest in the WWE since about WrestleMania. And uh, it looks like she's going to sign. So that means she had to get out of her contract. I think she's better off. She's not a very good fighter, Schwab. I I feel she had the potential to be better than what she is, but there seem to be from what, what I, people I've talked to who know her, there seem to be some maybe mental blocks that, that limited her ability to really maximize what she had because she's a good athlete. She actually is a competent striker. And she had enough tools where she could exist in a women's division and put two or three wins together. But um, I don't know how you turn down the money the WWE is throwing. I mean, MMA, let's let's face it, MMA is a short-term career, and it's very hard to build your brand and establish it. And mixed mar- and WWE, if they believe in you and they want to have you, give you an opportunity to show what you can do, you're going to get each and every opportunity they can provide for you, and you're going to get paid very well all the way to it. She's already got a name. She was, uh, what, an Olympic Taekwondo type person. She's had some big wins on Bellator. They already have a storyline set up for her. They already have a plan for her. And I can't say Bellator has the same. Bellator is very helter-skelter in how they treat their fighters. So I can see her making a business decision and uh, and get, trying her hand at that. And I know wrestling isn't as tough as fighting, but I've known pro fighters. I've known pro wrestling. I've known pro fighters who try pro wrestling. It's a lot tougher than you think it is. So that's not like a vacation either. It's not tougher than I think it is because I know how tough it is. Yeah, a lot of people, oh, that's really easy. I'm like, have you ever been in a pro wrestling ring? It's it's not easy. Pro fighters will tell you it's not easy. Pro boxers, pro football players, MMA fighters, it's not easy. You're going to take punishment. And since it's not real quotations, you're going to be doing a lot of shows, taking a lot of bumps, 
working at a very hard pace. Like being in that ring, it'll test the conditioning of even world-class athletes. Cause I know world-class athletes who try to do it. And they're like, I've never been so tired in my life. And I'm like, dude, you played on a Super Bowl winning team. How are you tired? It's just different. It's much different. By the way, Paige Van Zant made her AEW debut on Sunday's pay-per-view. He's part of a six-person match. It was a mixed tag match. So she didn't do much. Uh, she's still training down in Florida with uh, David Heath, who uh, used to be in the WWE's game crowd. So she's still training down there. And yeah, she, has, to- she has to look for it. I just don't know that she has the personality to pull it off. I, I just, yeah, that's my she. <laughs> You got the athleticism. You know, listen, Schwan, you know the deal is what the deal is with her. She only cares about money. Yeah, but you know, if if you're successful at it, then that's where the money comes and stays. How's she doing in bare knuckle fighting championships? Oh god, that was bad. I mean, she made she got paid, but that wasn't that She's was still not. getting paid. Yeah, I, I'll She's say one thing. She may not be a very good fighter, but in hindsight, she is a very self-aware businesswoman because she has put her in a position, put herself in a position, even though she wasn't a great MMA fighter, wasn't a great boxer, and will not be a great wrestler, and has made sure that she got her P, her T's crossed, her I's dotted and her T's crossed, and she is getting paid. She leveraged her mixed martial arts career into a multi-million dollar career in two things that she's no good at. So I am very impressed with her business acumen and her awareness. I guess so. Uh, anything else anything you want to talk about, Sean? No, that's about it, sir. Okay, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankd316.blogspot.com. The three fights that we talked about, they'll be up on my blog on Sunday morning. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk later.